Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. Someone who was widowed recently asked me for relationship advice and how to move on after they experienced the death of a husband. I have not personally experienced the death of a husband, but I am a mental health professional and have experience in this answer. Before writing this post, I really went into prayer to find the right words of encouragement to women who are widowed due to the death of a husband. Almost as soon as I prayed, the story of Ruth came to my head, and from there, I got five lessons that I know will be valuable to each woman who has lost a husband and needs hope for the future. So here they are. So number one, remember, we may not be able to go back, but we can go forward. I know it is easy to want to go back, go back to something we should have said or did or that we wish was the same as it was. However, no matter how much you want to go back in the past, time moves forward and never backwards. And it is so important for us to remember that there is always a forward, even though it may not seem hopeful, wonderful, or like anything is in it. And the longer we stay trapped in the past, something we can never go back to change then we will be willfully allowing ourselves to live in mental torture and not allowing ourselves to fully be in the present or experience life. When you think of the account of Ruth, you have to remember that she was traveling with Bethlehem with her mother-in-law Naomi and with her sister Orpah. Orpah and Ruth were married to the sons of Naomi. These three women found themselves in a very unfortunate situation where, where all three of their husbands died and they were all widowed. And in these three women, we have a decision. Naomi was a Jew and wanted to go back to her homeland while Orpah and Ruth were Moabite women. As the women were traveling, Naomi turned to the women and said, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness if you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant you that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Ruth 1, 8-9 To make a long story short, Orpah went back and Ruth went forward. When you think about it, why did Orpah and Ruth leave Moab in the first place if they were from there? I think that it was their attempt to move forward and not back. But yet Orpah chose to go back even though something was calling her to move forward and Ruth chose to move forward even though it hurt. Then moving forward did not mean that they did not love their husbands, but it just meant that sometimes you have to be ready to take on a new path in life and know that there is no turning back. And so we know what happened to Ruth and the newness she was able to step in, whereas Orpah, we have no idea what happened to her. Then she decided to stay in the past. Yes, moving forward can be scary, it can be unknown, and we could want to go back to the familiar. But here we have two women, Orpah, who we never hear from again, going back to the past in the land of Moab and Ruth moving forward to the future. Although painful, although uncertain, and although she may have wanted to go back to the familiar, she always knew that sometimes the best thing to do is just to move forward because you don't live in the past anymore. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I'll go. And where you lodge, I'll lodge. And your people will be my people and your God, my God. Ruth 1.16 I am convinced this is why Ruth moved forward is that she wanted a new change, a new start. And she wanted to be committed to God that her husband's family had grown her accustomed to. And oftentimes that is the only choice that there is to make. To move forward with what we know and trust that God will lead us the rest of the way. Ruth did not know what was in Bethlehem, but she trusted God and she trusted that it was best to move forward and not backward. 
She understood that moving forward did not mean that she did not love her husband, but oftentimes, and at the right time, it is the best option. There is still more life, more adventures, more places to go and things to do. Yes, we mourn, but that doesn't mean that our life has to stop. There are plenty of life still to lead, and the only way that we can do that is to remember to trust God and be willing to take the road to the future and not continue to live in the past. You can also check out my video down below on Ruth and don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking the link down below. Number two, remember that your life is not over. With that being said, it is important that if you are widowed, still remember that your life is not over. You may want it to be because your husband is not here, but it is not. God wants you here and as long as God wants you here, then there's still something that he wants you to do, experience, and you have to be open to those. Let's get back to Ruth. When Naomi came back to Bethlehem and everyone saw her and came to meet her, this is what she said. Do not call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Ruth 20-21 When you experience the death of a husband, I'm sure this is how you feel. You may not feel loved by God, you may feel abandoned by God, and you may feel like how in the world could God allow this to happen. I have not experienced being widow, but I have lost a loved one, which you can click the link down below to read that, in which a baby in our family had died, so I get it. Why God, why? And so did Naomi. Naomi was a widow herself and both her sons had died. Now a life that was so full seemed empty. She probably felt too old to get married again, too old to have children, and she probably felt that there was no life or joy left to be lived. What was the point? I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons. Ruth 1.12 To Naomi, it was all done and it was all over and she thought that there was no redemption anywhere. How could there be? Her whole family was gone, no hope of having children or grandchildren, but in an instant everything changed and the impossible was made possible. Because her daughter-in-law, Ruth Mary Boaz, that was a guardian redeemer, which meant a redeeming of her family bloodline. And they had a child, and she had a grandchild. The life and the hope that she thought was lost with not having a child all of a sudden turned around. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he be famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your own age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child and placed him in her lap, and she became his nurse. Yes, both Ruth and Naomi experienced the death of a husband, but with time, healing comes. And with that healing, openness needs to come as well open to the possibilities that life has to offer, to the newness, to the miracles, and the joy, because they are possible. From sadness came joy, and even though she thought she would never have children, grandchildren, or even family, God did work it out in the end. Maybe not in the way that Naomi would have thought, but he did work it out, and Naomi was happy. Her newfound happiness did not mean that she did not love her husband or her children because she did. But both Ruth and Naomi recognized that there, was, that there was no need for not being open to newfound blessings once the proper healing had occurred. That there was no need to shut down the rest of their lives and not be open to new love, a new family, and new possibilities. And these possibilities, although not what they were expecting, were still blessings. If you are widowed and a single mom, then also check out my video down below for God's promises for lon lonely single moms. Number three, life goes on. 
There is a time to mourn, and I think that it is only natural that when you lose a loved one, it is also important not to stay in an internal state of mourning because if you do that, life will surely pass you by. I believe in heaven, and I believe that we will see our departed loved ones again one day. Life here on earth is a temporary one, but if you get caught up in it being a permanent one, then your life will die too. And I'm sure that if you think of your husband, would he really want you to stop living? But the world does keep turning. Days continue to turn into night and the sun will rise and produce another day. We can never forget that no matter what we're going through, that life goes on. Take the following Bible verse down below, which is a perfect poem for the death of a husband. There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, time for war, and a time for peace. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Life has its ups and downs. That is what life is about, but we are never meant to stay in the state of one or the other. Even though we mourn, there must be a time to experience joy as well. Let's go back to Ruth. Once Ruth and Naomi arrived in Bethlehem, they realized that they had no men to provide for them, but still Ruth realized that life went on. They could not just sit in the house with no food and no way to provide for themselves because of what had happened to them. They had to eat, and that meant that Ruth had to go to work. After the death of a husband, your life may be affected, your money may be affected, you may have to move or make an unexpected change in some way. But in the end, we do what we can and we live life in the best way that we know how. Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I might find favor. Ruth 2-2. Ruth knew that she had to work. Ruth expected to find favor of someone in some capacity. She just knew that she could not stay in one spot and allow her mourning to take her over. Allow her mourning to make her go without food or money. No, it was not ideal to with no men to help, but they did what they had to do. And I feel that when you do that and expect God to meet you, he will. Ruth did not know what she would find in the field that day, but she did find favor in Boaz. Moving on with your life can mean being open to finding new love, being open to being happy, being open to trying new things. But it means being open and not allowing your sadness from the death of your husband to become you. There's a time for everything, there's a time to mourn, but there's also a time to be happy, experience joy, and to see what other opportunities life has to offer you and be willing to experience them. You can also check out my blog down below on finding things to do when you're lonely and my video down below. Number four, moving on does not mean forget. When it comes to the death of a husband, you may feel guilty every time you laugh, have fun, or go on a date like you are disrespecting your husband, but you're not. Yes, we have phases in life, but you choose to be happy after the death of your husband does not mean that you forget them or that your life with them was not meaningful. The other thing we know about Ruth and her past relationship was that she was married to a man and did not have any kids. Her first husband may have been the love of her life. He may have been the best thing since sliced bread. She may have loved him a thousand times more than Boaz, but she was still open. And her openness got her a new love and a family. 
but that does not make her first marriage less significant. Even Naomi, who was the mother of Ruth's deceased husband, knew this. Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today was Boaz, she said. Ruth 19. Ruth's mother-in-law fostered the relationship between Ruth and Boaz. She was not bitter or resentful that her daughter-in-law had a man's attention because she knew that each person deserves to be happy in their own capacity. And just because she decided to marry Boaz, have a family, and be happy, it did not mean that she did not love her last husband. And that life keeps moving, and with each, each person deserves their own happiness, and choosing to be happy does not mean that you are disrespecting your past relationship. It does not take away from anything but if you choose to stay sad then you are cheating your own self out of the possibilities that life has to offer so don't feel guilty for being happy and moving on especially with a man that has the traits of boaz which you can watch my video down below on that and brings happiness into your life number five god has a plan for your love life after the death of a husband you may think that your life is going to change and you may even think that it is not meant for you to get married anymore or that you will never love again but never sell yourself short because you because you can never see what God has planned for you even if you think that plan is nothing. Just be open. That does not mean force a relationship and it doesn't mean go looking for the one if you don't want it. It just means be open. Why would you go with me? And are there sons still in my womb to become your husband? Return home, my daughters. Go on, for I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me to have a husband tonight, and to bear sons, would you wait for them to grow up? Would you refrain from having husbands? No, my daughter, it grieves me very much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Ruth 1, 12-13 When Ruth chose to follow Naomi, she did not think that new love awaited and she would get married again. It was actually the opposite. She was going to a new land. There she was going to be a foreigner, aka the last likely person to get married and she was probably in her 40s. I am sure that outside women were not the ideal match for men. She may have not even found friends, let alone a man. I'm sure that she expected to be ignored and to have a life that was going to be filled with hard work and struggle. Even once Boaz saw Ruth and he began to take notice of her and provide for her, Ruth herself was shocked. And this she bowed down with her face to the ground and she asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you must notice me a foreigner? Ruth 2.10 At times, I am sure that Ruth did not find herself worthy of even being noticed. But even as a widow, don't discount yourself or God's plans for your life. You can have a new love and more importantly, it's okay to love again and even get married again in the future if that's what you want. So don't be closed off. I know that the death of a husband can be really hard, but I really do hope that these words give you encouragement that will help you now and in the future. If you enjoyed reading this post, then go ahead and share it with someone and also don't forget to Click the link down below to view my store where you can check out my book specifically for Christian single women and also Christian single moms. Click the link down below to buy.